1: Apology accepted. How long gone? Uh, Coming to you live from a steamy, steamy Manhattan. We're in the throes of Wimbledon. It's on the TV uh, behind me, of course, on, on mute um mm. and we got a lot we got a lot to cover today jason how are you feeling
2: i feel great i've been um really trying to get on my little fitness just hit the gym had a Schwitz did pilates yesterday gonna do it tomorrow i think mm. Mm. i'm trying to do three a day on the or three a week on the pilates i
1: mean if if i thought you could get longer and leaner <laughs> you know what i mean i was suggested this long ago but i'm glad that you're easing into it it is something that gets that gets um it gets easier the more you do it not not as in like more challenging but like the yeah you know you get your bearings the balance you know all that stuff it really that's why they call it a practice jason yeah daytime to learn and a lifetime to master well there's been a lot of breaking news in kind of the corners of my life that really matter which is uh social media applications
2: Mm -hmm. i was gonna say what did Sienna miller get herself into this time but (laughs) okay, it's something different you're telling me sienna miller was at ultra paradiso again (laughs) uh no
1: so so uh the rumored uh twitter killer from uh, a friend of the show mark zuckerberg and and his kind of gang of merry idiots over at meta threads launched a little bit uh before schedule yesterday according to the the inside sources i have and um i i went and uh checked it out and uh you know i have some predictions but i'd like to did you claim your threads did you download the app and do the whole thing
2: i got the app um i was looking at it yesterday at dinner i was with carolyn and i was telling her about it and she's like "Uh, uh." and then i opened (laughs) it up and and she looked at it and she's like oh it actually looks you know it looks better than i thought it was like it doesn't look like the dorkiest shit of all time and then she was like so i like where do you find it on instagram and i was like oh you have to down it's a separate app you <laughs> exactly, download she goes, exactly. oh I'm, I'm instantly out never mind forgetting about it forever you know which i think is something that a lot of people feel that friction. all
1: these yeah all you blue sky nerds feel pretty stupid now don't you i got some invites if anybody wants one <laughs> uh <laughs> so blue sky blue sky is dead on arrival as predicted and unfortunately for uh zuck i still i'm still putting my hard-earned ducats on him in the Vegas odds versus Elon in the squared circle. But I think uh, based on... Didn't say ducats,
0: okay.
1: Based on on early predictions and just kind of my gut of being a media professional for a number of years, I I do believe that Twitter will continue to... He's the
2: doctor that we we pay to go see. You're the the Scott Galloway of...
1: Yeah, of Twitter. Something? I, I I think Twitter is going to win because... All of the stuff you guys were complaining about a couple days ago is miraculously fixed. There's no more gates. You can the links are showing up in the chat. Uh, you can view Twitter without having an account again. It's all back to normal, and you already have the app. If if Instagram had integrated Threads into Instagram, it would make a lot. I don't. I'm sure there's many reasons why they didn't do
2: that. Yeah. Um. I I I agree with you, but my question to you is, you you seem to be a staunch Twitter defender until the casket drops which mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily disagree with but you said everything's back to normal everything's all good now but is, is this going to be a band-aid on a bullet hole are we going to have this problem every six months when you know the richest man in the world forgets to pay his amazon bill no no no. Or just no, these little things you know like or do you really think it's going to level out and we're going to get a, a, a usable feasible social media application or is it going to be a rocky road until we die uh, no, I think. Or do you like the Rocky? You little bitch. You I like.
1: The, it. I, I like the Rocky Road. I'm a freak. But no, honestly, what I think is going to happen is I now- heard you
2: like banana peanut butter <laughs> swirl, but that's a
1: different different combo. Hey, chill,
2: chill, chill, chill. chill. So keep that low. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it's salted peanut butter
1: chocolate swirl. Um, yeah, so the yeah. I I think that the I think that what is happening is Elon wants to win, and I think that the 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 striving for victory will push him. To kind of right the ship and make sure everything is stable, because he wants to crush Zuck.
2: Okay, wh- so uh, wh- when you say win, it's not necessary. I mean, unless we're entering the squared circle or the octagon, what what does a win look like in your eyes? I think a win looks like Twitter still being the dominant
1: short form. Uh, Verbal, mm-hmm. <laughs> verbal content app, text app. I don't even know what it's called, but I think so. It's, so,
2: so Threads is still around, but it's just kind of not really. You know, that's the Samsung Galaxy to to the iPhone kind of thing. Remember,
1: remember when remember when Instagram did the thing where you could update your status and stories, and everybody was like, "This is so stupid," and then it just kind of went away. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels like one of those things where it's like, I think that if he, I think. They should if i don't know they have to do this obviously because they they did you know it's worked for them in the past like kind of crushing like they crush snapchat you know they they can destroy the competition
2: yeah I i don't necessarily see how why threads can't win zucks zucks hot right now he's on a roll it looks clean it works a lot of people do not have twitter at all a lot of young people are like why the fuck would i use twitter it's already built in. The screen name's there. Yeah, but I, I think, think the people I think it's teed up for success.
1: Yeah, but I think the people that don't have Twitter don't want Twitter the, and the functionality
2: that goes with they it. They don't know it. They don't I think they need to see what it yeah, what the possibilities are. Maybe, but what I'm, where you can be like, "Oh, I just wanted to post a link to this YouTube, not like do a screen record and then like copy paste it and then do this into the Instagram stories just to post a link and be like, boom, here it is. Uh, what, you know, listen I would, to my I, new w- song.
1: I, the built in thing is a big plus. I would agree the downloading another app is the biggest I think the biggest hurdle. The hurdle. Yeah, I think that's just. a – I mean, I, like I said, I'm sure there's a
2: reason for this. It's a hurdle, but honestly, did you did you sign up for it? It was very easy, very. Oh seamless. yeah, of course. They're definitely the the onboarding process was exquisite. But
1: I just think that when you're when when it's like, it's it's implicitly sold as like Instagram. I don't. I, I thought it was going to just be included. Like I thought, you know what I mean. I thought I think mm-hmm. that everyone assumes. Bitch, you thought. Bitch, you thought. But, goofy ass. But I'll continue to use Twitter where the real heads are, and I'll let the teens use Threads, much like um, much like Snapchat, mm-hmm. and um, all of the all of the journalists who you can get in touch with using Signal that tried to make Blue Sky happen. Um, I'm sorry for your loss, um, but I will be da- I will be dancing on the grave of bluesky.social.com.
2: Yeah, I, I don't think anyone has a problem with poo pooing blue sky. It's you know, it's uh, the internet's punching bag right now. They, they did
1: until 24 hours ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's actually can you imagine blue Sky? I don't know Blue sky all we got. I don't know who's behind it, but they thought they had it. They were like, we did it, we're the replacement, and then you just get zoinked. you just get crushed. <laughs> in a matter of hours
2: by big tech. And that's why I don't play that game,
1: Jason. That's why I kind of try to keep it low fi on the side.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's kind of why I got out of VC stuff as well. <laughs> it's just, yeah, you know, know, it, know. <laughs> it ain't, it's, it's anything but fair. This Silicon Valley, you know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's killer be killed. Oh, there's a lot of sharks in the water <sighs>
1: last night. um, There was a, uh, the Drake, started his it's all a blur tour in beautiful chicago jason
2: night one night one
1: night one there's a there's a 20 foot virgil statue with a paper plane that gets thrown Uh, i believe there's a young drake hologram
2: Uh, just days after the righteous gemstones hologram reveal i just think that's funny i I keep going
1: there's a ufo that kind of comes on stage and looks like it's going to beam him up Kind of like take him away okay. from this world. Alien ting. Alien ting. Um, obviously, it's all a blur. I'm going to multiple dates. Uh, the set list looks smacking. I mean, I don't. Twenty One Savage does like ten songs. He can't be good live. There's just no way. So that that's a little bit of a miss, I think. But I guess they come out and do their their co hits together.
2: I'm okay with that. I mean, I'm sure every city will find new surprises around every corner. That's great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Where I mean, I guess I mean, it's isn't it weird? Like, before you would hear, or maybe I just wasn't paying attention to the net yesterday or something. But like, I feel like every other tour, it was like it just felt like it was more of a big deal. Like, I didn't even know that his tour started yesterday. It didn't appear on my Algar. He's
1: moved. We well, got to follow Hidden in Y, bro. You're fucking up. No, he, um, he rearranged. I can't find He it. moved the dates a handful of times. So I think that that's probably why it was a little bit of a fits and starts situation. So it was tough to kind of pin down mm. when it was starting. And also, Chicago usually tours that big. You know, they start in Buffalo on a Tuesday. Yeah. Um, so starting in Chicago feels like a, a vote of confidence from Du Bois. No
2: shade to B Town. No, all of our Buffalo, Buffalo listeners. No, we
1: we ride for Buffalo, and you know who? You know the mayor. We already had Johnny Resnick on the pod, the mayor of fucking Buffalo. Don't forget, say his name. Say
2: his name, (laughs) Johnny. Uh, Speaking of Buffalo, they found cocaine at the White House. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, and I I was thinking about this too much yesterday, and I was like, this has to be. There has to be a reason why it's such a big front-page news story that's popping up. Not, I, I won't say the psyop word, but like, hasn't cocaine been found in the White House for decades and decades? Why is this because time? Because my guess. What are, we, what are they trying to? What are they trying to do with this? My guess is the staff
1: member who found it uh was is a is a trumper yeah and wanted it to get out it was a mole a narc but i agree why does it feel like that big of a deal hunter biden has been to the white house many times and i'm sure you know, we've all forgotten a bag.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I, but back in the day, stuff like this just used to go away. You know, I mean, the amount of women JFK snuck out of there alone is it could fill a it could fill a book. Um, but I, I and I, fellows, yeah, I think there is something. I agree with you. I feel like there's some something going on with this being such big news. But I, I don't, I I don't, I just, I want to get to the bottom of it. But I also want it to just keep happening and then never be able to find <laughs> out whose it is.
2: And I I want to know how good this coke was white house level cocaine is this something that we've never sampled i mean that's true i mean joe biden is definitely getting the, the the colombian
1: you know he's he's literally going straight he can talk to the he can talk to like you know he could talk to the the consulate and get the good the pure yeah they used what to I'm call guessing.
2: it like bolivian marching powder but for for joe it's like uh bolivian like walk up the <laughs> stair all the way powder <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this will get me i'll be able to sign one bill today if i do this right (laughs) <laughs> um. All right. So, uh, so we do have a guest today, Chris. We don't want to keep him waiting.
1: We don't want to keep him waiting. Bruce Bosse is a. Uh, uh, I feel like he's a friend of the show already. Um. He has his own uh, podcast that is uh, very popular. Um. And it's called Table, Table for, for Two. Table for Two. You've probably listened to it. I just listened to him and Tom Ford talk about aging and how Tom Ford gets the lights killed. You know, if he's not feeling how it's making him look, mm-hmm. which is aspirational for me. But he talked Jennifer Aniston, uh, friend of the show, Andy. Cohen, Daniel Craig, etc. Um, he was a high-ranking executive at the the Palms, uh, a, a classic power lunch spot. Mm-hmm. Um, Back when restaurants were restaurants, goddammit. it! I know where you could get a shrimp cocktail, and it was for men, goddamn it! Uh, but let's uh, <laughs> let's give let's give Bruce a jingle and see what he's up to.
2: How long gone is brought to you by our dear friends at BetterHelp, Jason. BetterHelp, you know, the summer travel season is coming up. Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent. So, for maybe the first half of our suite sessions, we're spent off obviously off clock going through, you know, hotels, ferries, (laughs) car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me. And, uh, (laughs) sure, sure. Yeah. So, uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists you get one that you really like you guys are gossiping you guys are chit chatting you guys are talking about your personal interests next thing you know it's time to actually do the work so it feels good building those uh mental health relationships with people you actually like and on BetterHelp, there are so many different therapists to choose from
1: i don't like anyone if you're thinking of starting therapy give BetterHelp a try it's entirely online Designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash how long today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash how long. Nice. How long gone is brought to you by Neutrophil. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health.
2: r-a-f-o-l i got raf on the nut dot com promo code how long that's nutriful.com promo code how long i'm i'm ready let's do that oh bruce thank god you're ready <laughs> bruce how was your morning <laughs>
3: Namaste to you. Morning was good. I'm out in um, East Hampton, Long Island oh. for ju- the July 4th weekend.
1: I was wondering cuz I'm in New York too. I'm I'm not in East Hampton. Uh, I'm in Lower Manhattan. It's a little warmer here. There's no breeze, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> I'm um I'm sweating it out here, but I I do feel like um, you've probably spent a July 4th on both both coasts. Do you prefer East Hampton to Ma- the Malibu Colony 4th of July. Uh, Let's get into it.
3: By far I'm a, I would I But you know what I ultimately prefer. Yes. Malibu just go away. Okay. But <laughs> in the center of manhattan on july 4th and i'm the happiest person alive like bruce uh, let
1: me tell no let me tell you a little story bruce let me tell you about a little story i, I as a guy i heard arranged yesterday i <laughs> <laughs> no it's not the rain it's i i was you know i was in the city of manhattan for july 4th and um yes. trying to get some much-needed shut-eye and the fireworks did not stop until approximately 5 a.m eastern um, so I wasn't really able to kind of get the sleep that I needed. Okay, so I think that East East Hampton's still sounding a little better.
2: Chris, when when do you think you became the the old man that shouted at the clouds? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the old you. Did you ever think, like, when you were 25 and doing cocaine until 5 a.m. and being like, oh, these fireworks are sick, did you ever think one day you'd be like, oh, these damn kids with their noises? I mean, even in my headiest
1: days, Jason, I was anti-loud noises. Mm-hmm. I've kind of been an anti-loud noise guy since birth. Um, I, I, like, I'm, That's why I'm jealous of, of Bruce. I want to hear the waves crashing. Yeah, Soothing tones. I bet you slept really well on July 4th, Bruce.
3: I'm not going to complain. It's 90 degrees. I brought my kid out here. I went over to Andy Cohen's yesterday. We sat on the beach. We went for a swim. But as far as, so the New York Malibu question, I don't think Malibu sounds exciting at all, ever, quite honestly.
2: Okay. It's not exciting. That's true. Depending on whose house you're going to. But yeah, overall, it's a pretty (laughs) boring place, as beautiful as it is.
3: And maybe like in the 70s. Like when Pharaoh was there, and there was blow, and there was quail quailudes, and we were we're all... hitchhiking
2: up to Johnny's house, <laughs> exactly. and we're all going to get fucked. <laughs> right. And now it's like I need to call an Uber to go to my Nobu that... at five fifteen. No, it is
1: it is <laughs> yeah. a little bit. I I I guess I don't understand about Malibu. Not that I've I've been invited that many times, but I've been enough to kind of understand the lay of the land. You're paying 30 million to live on the ocean, but you don't get into the ocean because it's too cold or there's too much seaweed. That just seems, I don't... I'm an ocean guy in East Hampton. You, I'm sure you and Andy were in the water frolicking. We were, we were
3: in the water frolicking. I mean, we were quite <laughs> scared of all the little crabs that we saw at our feet because we're <laughs> such gays. But we were like, sure. How, li- how little are
2: these crabs, Bruce? Just to paint the
3: picture, uh, they were, first of all, there were like hundreds of them, and they were about an inch.
2: You guys are used to crabs, though. Come on, all right, Bruce. Tell me when to stop. How big is it? How big is it? <laughs> Smaller, smaller. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like one, two inches, but they'll bite you. Yeah. I was like, Do you think they're gonna bite
3: us? He's like, Maybe, but we thoroughly enjoyed okay. it. And the water was beautiful and blah, blah, blah. And it was so I'm not complaining, but I'm complaining.
1: What was your what was <laughs> what was on the menu for the fourth? Were you guys doing lobster? Was it burgers and dogs? Like what are we looking at?
3: We were looking at old school. My nephew, uh Nicholas, who's like thirty, is Given the barbecue
2: He's the grill master.
3: Exactly. Cheeseburgers, dogs, corn on the cob.
2: American classics. Oh god. That
1: sounds great. I tell you what, I didn't get any of that.
3: I mean, what I heard what you said about my city. Okay, it's raining, it's stinky, it's (laughs) like I live
2: here, Bruce. It's my city too.
1: It's my city too. Bruce, you
2: don't even (laughs) really live in New York though, do you? Yeah, Bruce, you don't you don't you live in LA. Don't you live in like Bev Hills? Yeah, I
3: live in Major Bev Hills, like behind the <laughs> gates. I call it White Collar Prison, literally. I'm like, Andy, I'm going in, I'm
1: going in. Blows. I'm, well, let me say, if that's a, if that's White Collar Prison, I'm ready to do 20 upstate. That sounds great yeah. to me. That sounds great to me. If
2: those gates keep the blues out, sign me up, honey. <laughs> yeah.
1: I no, look, I I moved back to New York basically, um, but. I lived here for whatever, like 13 or 14 years, and I'm happy to be back because I need the action. But, you know, middle of July, you know, on Bowery, I don't know if anyone's going to say they love that.
3: No, I, oddly enough, will will say, I mean, I love every day in New York, like rainy days, hot days. Summer is a very, one of my favorite seasons because at the end of the day, when you get past the day day and it gets to night, it's the sexiest time in New York. Mm, I know okay. that feeling. You know what I mean?
2: Where you can still be wearing your slinky daytime outfit, but it's, <laughs> it feels good and yeah. cool at nighttime. A stinky. I know what you mean. Sweaty. Yeah. Well, I, I, the thing that I like about that specific feeling, and I get that sometimes in Palm Springs or other similar climates where like when everyone is stinky and sweaty and gross and unbuttoned and everything, yeah. then... It's like a great equalizer, and everyone's just on the same level. Rich, poor, ugly, hot—we're all in this yeah. together.
1: Yeah. Let's just get fucked up. Yeah. The, the way that people look in New York when it's this hot, um, there's kind of something for everybody. I gotta say, I mean, it's wild what people are <laughs> passing off as clothing—men, yeah. women, and everyone else. It's really something. It's—it's. It's, I, I see things, and I'm like, that looks like fabric, and I guess technically the nipples are covered. But it's a little bit – it's it's a little too easy. You know what I mean? It's a little too easy yeah. to see. Oh, yeah. But I don't – I keep it – I do like a short short, but I, I try to keep it covered. I won't even wear a tank top. That's too far for me. I
3: think a tank top at a certain point, you're pushing the game. <laughs> <laughs>
2: What yeah? What age is that? What age is that cutoff, Bruce? Five, seven? What is it?
3: Okay, I mean, look, and I push the game. So one (laughs) thing that I'm a hard line with, and Andy and I get into a lot of fights, is flip flops in New York City. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you're a man, get the flip flops off. They're meant for the beach. So he flip flops, tank tops. You know, you got to be able to pull it off. I mean, I like a good wife beater. I'm an Italian New York guy, Mm -hmm. but I probably don't walk the streets unless and you know I might do an alpha change like under this I might have one and then just be like
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. For the listeners at home it for it the off. listeners at home Bruce is wearing a classic western style shirt with the snaps so he's kind of mimicking what it would be like yeah. if he ripped it off. But,
2: but Bruce is in the kitchen he's chopping the garlic with the nana's, and it's so hot cuz the boiling sauce he might have to rip it off and just cook in the wife beater only. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. I know you yeah. can
1: you you don't have your gold chain on today. I'm sure there's a reason for that. Oh.
2: So Andy Cohen must is kind of an asshole for walking around Manhattan with the flip-flops like like you know I'm, I'm big shit. You, you can't tell me nothing on Andy Cohen and he's flip-flopping down Fifth Avenue. <laughs> what, have you seen how big the rats are nowadays, Bruce, yeah. and the feces? Yeah,
3: the rats took over the city during COVID. We got that. They really did.
2: I would
1: say in Andy's defense, because he's a known deadhead, that that I think you're given a pair of rainbow flip flops at birth, kind of when when they know you're in that in that zone. Yeah,
2: yeah, Bruce. Actually, good question. Remind me, Bruce, what is the best brand of loafers for hacky sacking? <laughs>
1: <laughs> a, a question
3: I've never been asked, and I could <laughs> certainly remember the hacky sack uh, games in the uh-huh. '80s that I would perplex. I would watch, and I was like so bad at it um I don't know that's a toughie. I th- actually think you need a sneaker for a good hacky sack. well, br- let's well don't th- don't
2: feel bad. it was it was not exactly a serious question. but more so what what is okay, your th- what is your brand of loafer though?
3: Well, I'll tell you this. I went over to Andy's yesterday and again, he's like, this is classic like you come in like with a brown loafer, a pair of shorts, kind of short shorts, black, you know mm-hmm. and I feel like give me anything, Tom Ford. I heard you know, you, I heard you talk mm-hmm. about, about Tom.
1: Yeah, give me anything Tom Ford too. I yeah, I'm I'm with you, man. Let me know, let me know yeah. uh if you have any extra. If you anything from from Gucci 02 or 03 that'd be great. Thanks, Bruce. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. I'm a large tall.
2: How big are you guys?
1: Bruce has the thong uh from the from that collection <laughs> kind of in his archive. <laughs> he doesn't wear it. It's just it's just for him. It's in
2: glass. <laughs> it's in glass. We're
1: we're pretty big. Yeah, I'm I'm 69. Oh, you're
2: 634? Okay.
1: Six four on a good day. If I've done my Pilates, um, I'm a little more uh, broad. You can't see, you know, my shoulders don't look quite like yours, Bruce. But Jason's a little uh, more sinewy. Chris, I would Chris say. is the
2: beefcake of of the two of us, and I'm whereas I'm more of a long otter. If that does anything for you,
3: yes. That. <laughs> is very clear to me but again <laughs> what's the foot size i need to know the foot size
2: i'm 17 chris is a 12 or 13
1: 12 yeah
2: wow what about you bruce what's that shoe size hitting for i'm like a nine and a half, ten. 10 sample size
3: <laughs> almost <laughs> I, you know what I, i'm a fit model I'm must be nice model. i
1: mean jason is able to jason has actually in the last couple of years i think in part due to his his uh, wife and her, uh, she's a stylist, so she has expert knowledge. Yeah. But Jason's been able to kind of level up his his big guy dressing um, with the help of the Real Real and and other sites like that because there's a lot of unhemmed options. Yeah. eBay for shoes, so he's found it's it's honestly it's been beautiful to watch because I, I got to say it's it, it seems challenging.
3: Interesting, interesting. Like now with fashion, that it's actually being you know there was a certain like if you were out of these sort of The range you kind of were screwed you were fucked you're like oh well yeah and now especially being married to a stylist you're gonna you're gonna look good what's your go-to like what's your la day wear
2: um i mean like right now it's hot and sunny so just kind of like a, a linen shirt like this and and some shorts um are you palm
3: springs right now or are you la
2: no i'm in la i'm in la east la or west i'm in glendale east la damn Damn okay, so the other night I know this guy. I have a sauna though, Bruce. It's not East LA poor. (laughs) Where's that sauna?
3: Oh my god, it's in your office.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) I love a sauna. Bruce, Bruce is like, the, Jason, that's great, but the sauna normally goes by the pool.
2: Just usually, I don't, I mean... Not infrared. So do you do no, a plunge? True. Do
3: you have a plunge somewhere hiding back there?
2: No plunge. I do cold showers. I do the face plunge in like the the, the Bella Hadid face plunge in the bowl of ice water, but <laughs> I don't have a plunger. Do you have one?
3: I don't have a plunger. I'm a big plunger guy, and I just really read about just like putting your face in the mm-hmm. ice. It's really all you need to
2: do yeah this is something jason has adopted recently have you been sticking to it jason yeah i did it yesterday i usually i'll do like 30 minutes in the sauna and then dip the face in for maybe like two or three minutes go back in the sauna for 30 minutes do a face dip if i'm really pushing it i'll do that three times total it's good and then you feel you feel amazing you take a cold shower after Smoke a little doobie, slap yourself in the face, and you feel like a new man, you know? <laughs> oh, wow. I wish I had that kind of time, guys. Anyway, uh, uh, I work for
1: a living, Bruce, <laughs> so it's different for me.
0: Uh, but I would like to talk about,
1: I'm a, I'm a loafer guy as well. Um, I'm a J.M. Weston guy. Um, that's my preferred brand. I've never, I've actually never looked into Tom Ford, but you're a brown Leather, brown suede, or you're taking all materials? Gator, Croc?
3: No, I'm not doing any Gator Croc. I do like a suede, and I like a um, I don't know exactly, you know, a black and brown that combo. That it's a mm-hmm. specific name, maybe your wife's going to know this of this shoe. It's my because I, I basically only wear black. I wear black and I wear brown.
1: Okay, so you need you need a hybrid. You need a blend for the feet. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. I understand that. I understand that. I'm I, I've, I am a, I'm a guy who loves to mix black and blue. That's kind of my go-to. I really like that. And so I think the black shoe, I don't even own a pair of brown loafers, actually, which is kind of crazy.
3: That's a staple. In 1982, 83, you boys weren't even born. GQ came out with a issue that said black and blue can be worn together. And I was 16. <laughs> I'll never forget that.
2: Clutch your little sixteen-year-old pearls when you read that. I didn't. <laughs> My whole world life,
3: opened changed. Up.
0: Yeah. life <laughs> changed.
3: I was always ahead of myself. <laughs> As if you heard Tom on the table for two, he said, I take fashion fashion risk. And I was always a bit ahead with what is what's happening? But that'll never forget black and blue.
2: Yeah, I I was I, I did listen to that when he said out of all of his friends, you probably take the most fashion risks, but then you said you basically just wear black every day. So where is the risk factor <laughs> entering into play here? I think that
1: Tom um,
3: feels the risk becomes the jewelry I wear. Oh, are we keep are we on <laughs> Gretzky? Are we are we
1: going Gretzky mode? You got ice all yeah. over?
3: Like Bozzy, bo- this this guinea likes jewelry. <laughs> And not just any jewelry. Like, <laughs> I go to Neil Lane, and the ladies come out, and I'm like, let's play. And <laughs> I literally,
2: Neil Lane? It's time to spend you some money, baby. And you Neil know Lane. what?
3: I do it like Travolta. I'm like, let's put it on the layaway plan. Here's $5 for that $50,000 bracelet.
1: I'll pay, you know, 10 bucks a month. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. so I don't think my credit is good enough for Neil Lane layaway <laughs> in Beverly Hills, but that's something I can look into. <laughs> But I actually I can't wear jewelry. It makes me crazy. Like I can't even wear a watch. Like I just don't like the way it feels. Right. But you're saying you you got bracelets, you got rings, we got a chain. You're open to all of
2: it.
3: I, I like yeah, I like a sparkly stone too. So I have a lot on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Okay, let's say so you're not wearing any jewelry now. You're just at the at the Hampton's house, but let's say you were to go out to a, a gala or a fine event where you're you're really trying to dazzle, or even just a, a, a nice dinner at the South Beverly Grill with your family, what what type of jewelry are we going to be wearing? What's like a splashy showpiece?
3: It would probably be this uh, diamond snake ring that basically was done in the 1930s, and it really curls, and it's just full bling. <laughs> then a wedding ring. Then a wedding. 30s. Yeah. A lot of antique,
2: an antique piece, an antique piece. Is it giving kind of Gucci ish with the with the snake? Yeah, it's better. It's older. Or is it a little Dave Navarro ish with the snake? No,
3: it's not (laughs) Dave Navarro. With all due respect, of course. Of course, Um, bracelet. (laughs) with uh has some bling in it with like maybe a. so like a
1: tennis like a tennis brace a tennis bracelet like all diamonds are we doing black diamonds like what are we just classic princess cuts
3: you know i i have the all black diamond necklace i have the i call it a tennis bracelet bruce said
2: the answer is yes yeah you got you got all of it okay um but you're are you you're not dipping into like the chrome hearts kind of stuff
3: not my jam Not Chrome, but he also means that I like when he sees me out. You know, uh, we go out like uh, uh, to a party, like a a Hollywood party. Mm -hmm. Tends to squeeze into my clothes, like they're kind of sewn on Uh me.
2: So he'll look at me and be like, "Now we all know what religion you are." Like, like, because you can see which direction your dick is going in your pants, basically. (laughs) Okay. Well, actually, that reminds me. I was. I was. Reading the the New York Times piece on you, it was like a year or two ago. Yep. And they said that you're a Ken doll amongst Ken dolls, and I guess that clothing description that you just said kind of fits that. Are you? Do you approve of that? You know, classification of you. Do you approve yes. of Gosling taking your crown?
3: Well, I mean, <laughs> I approve of the objectification of me. Sure, sure, sure. Of course, of course. <laughs> and I definitely think you know Gosling. Look, he's Ryan Gosling, but nobody actually takes Bossy's crown because I was there before. That's right. Like I, I I was there. Okay. So
1: I agree. Look, I agree. I, don't, okay. I give all respect to the OGs. Gosling's a young buck. He's still on the come up. He's trying to figure yeah. it out. We'll give him some more time, but like he needs time.
3: Yeah. He needs time. Right. He
1: needs time to kind of marinate in the underground. I, yeah. so, okay. When you say, okay. When you say the clothes are tight, um, are they comfortable or is it like you're willing to sacrifice for beauty? Are you are you
2: laying on the bed and then your partner has to get the pliers to zip <laughs> your jeans up? Right, jumping up and down? No. <laughs> are, he doesn't have to get the
3: pliers. They are – some are comfortable, some are not, I will admit. Some you're like, okay, like I just need a couple minutes to like have uh, the material expand <laughs> a little bit. Sure, <laughs>
0: sure, <laughs> sure. Has yeah, Has it yeah, been yeah. a little?
1: Yeah. Well, what about – okay, so now I understand and this is something that, that – that you know women deal with on a daily basis the struggle but you know if if you're going out to dinner and you have to sit and eat how is that affecting your wardrobe choices and the fit of said clothing if you're going out dancing or standing up it's like a cocktail thing that's a different that's a different uh proposition for your body
3: very valid question and so therefore (laughs) let me tell you a quick little story at andy cohen's 50th birthday party i had this i had this vision To bring back the powder blue tuxedo that was of the 70s was Mm -hmm. once considered very tacky. And so I had this guy, Mario Beverly Hills, this tailor. I was like, this is the vision. So it's really fitted in the sort of hips, crotch, then kind of leg opens up, but everything's really tight. When we got into the car to get to Andy's, and obviously MC, it ripped down my ass.
1: (laughs) They just, (laughs) I hope you. I hope you had the. I hope you had the Tom Ford briefs on underneath. (laughs) I did
3: have the Tom Ford. Thank God, (laughs) Jesus, (laughs) that could
1: have been
0: bad. My
3: husband, to everyone's surprise, said he knows how to sew. So (laughs) he was like, "Okay, I'm going to sew you up." So he sewed up the line of my ass, and it brought back the whole
2: look. And luckily, it was a tuck, so maybe you had the the jacket able able to cover your ass, kind of. That would have worked, but I'm.
3: But I'm crazy because it needs to like actually grip, grip the cheeks, grip the whole thing. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah, Then
3: you, then the look is complete. Otherwise, I'm like, I gotta go. So if the cheek, all right. So the cheek. So you
2: told Mario, let's bring that hemline up. I need to see the top, side, and under part of my (laughs) perfect ass. Yes. Okay. And you, you guys
3: might not know this, but this is a secret I learned in Hollywood when I was like, why do all these guys have such great asses in these clothes? It's because they buy their suits and then they go and they have them completely refitted to their bodies.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, cool. I mean, that's always – I'm not working with a lot back there, but maybe a tailor could kind of help <laughs> me out. I'm not – I can squat quite a lot, but it's just not really – it's not keeping. You know what I mean? It's not – I'm not hanging on. Yeah, you're not plumping it. It's not – you got to figure that out.
3: (laughs) Because ultimately, you get white men, asses go flat.
1: Yeah. We always joke in my family that my dad kind of had a back – that went down to his knees, you know, because it kind of, it almost, his ass almost went in, you know, it was almost inverted. It was a strange. You get it from your daddy. I I get it from my daddy. Yeah, I get it. I get it naturally. At the end
3: of the day, I feel when it comes to like, and we're laughing here, but like fashion and like clothes to me, for me personally, what I put on, like when during COVID, Brian was working from home, like we all were, and his office is right next to our bedroom. And I, my office is down down the hall. And he'd hear like, click 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 and he'd be like where are you going and i would be fully dressed with full jewels on (laughs) as if i'm going out full beat and i'm like i'm just going to my office because mentally mental needed the whole thing to happen
2: how can you teach other people to do this? Is it hypnotism? Is it just something that's inside of you? Because I know that there's people like that where it's like I just feel naked and incomplete and I'm, yep. I'm going crazy if I don't have the fully completed look because you never know who's going to knock on the door or whatever. Yep. I don't know if I'll ever be there. I don't know if Chris will ever be there, but like, how do you – how do you like teach somebody or like motivate them to do that more?
3: I think it's hard to teach somebody. I think it's sort of kind of who you are and how you're raised and like what you value. And um
2: it depends on how psychotic your mom is. It, you you <laughs> yeah, nailed it. Yeah, exactly. You nailed it. <laughs>
1: I was going to say Alex Alex is like that. My girlfriend is like she's like she's up full the row head to toe yeah. out the door. There's no like yeah. There's no, I, I hang out in a, a different, I have multiple pairs of shorts, you know, <laughs> right. but they're kind of, they, they
2: don't get switched out It's like out Tom a lot. Ford with his suits. He's got, he's got 20 of them, but they all look the same. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when yeah, I exactly. see Andy, Andy
3: and he's got his, um, his, get his dead gear on and it's like we're out during the day and I'm like, what, what are you wearing? Like, I don't <laughs> even understand.
2: Andy, <laughs> I've got a reputation here.
3: What is his outfit? Yeah. I can't be seen. I can't <laughs> be. How, how do you do it? But I think so that's you either know it's you either value like that's how you sort of your brain works or it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but we uh, that was an interesting time like that whole and I still do it like I'll go to Andy's house like dressed, and he'll be like, well, you're going to the beach. And I'm like, well, I got to bring it.
1: I think it's a I think it's a better way to live. I think it's a challenge because I have all of those clothes and I don't even find them uncomfortable. I just don't. I can't do it every day, especially when it's this hot. It makes it difficult.
3: Yeah. So wait, are you going to stay in New York, or are you going back to LA? It's
2: the question we're all asking.
1: <laughs> I mean, I want to go back to LA as often as possible because we own a house there. But it's just New York's better for me, honestly. Like for business, then I get it. for what I'm trying to do. LA, I love LA, and like. I, but I was just there for 10 days, and I was kind of like, all right, I did it. I got everything I needed to do. I saw all my friends. I went, to, I went to San Vicente Bungalows three times. You know, I got it all out of my system, and now I'm back in New York. <laughs> let me tell you. I mean, I
3: thrive in New York because of that, because you know, you can kind of do everything, and you see friends, and it's just the spontaneity. So I, I fully get it. I do live in L.A. and have a wonderful life in L.A., but it's it will be a source of like, conflict for me. Forever because I have a full family life. We have children. We now have grandchildren. Like I mean, I know I'm oh wow. young to look like I have a grand <laughs>
2: Unbelievable.
3: I didn't know For you listeners
2: had- at home. Bruce looks as old as we do, if not younger. Yeah, Bruce is pushing
1: 35, 36, you know, if he stayed up late last night. But is the um I didn't know I knew you had the daughter. You have more I didn't know you had that many kids. So I started late. I did I had the baby at forty
3: one. I did IVF, I did uh, egg donor, I did my sperm. I set the tone. With the gaze in my little sphere, <laughs> all the I see
1: all your little babies. I see all your little kids. I started yeah. that shit.
3: <laughs> yeah, I did. He, I called him up one day. I was forty, and I go, "I got something to tell you." He goes, "Don't tell me you're having a kid." I wanted to do that with you. I go, "I'm having a kid," and in the ten years, I had I focused in on family and palm before it all blew up and went away. Yeah. And he focused in on career and became this huge thing, mm-hmm. and now. And quite honestly, I give it up to him because he' old. (laughs) So,
2: actually, a question about your kids. So, if you said you kind of started the trend of all this, are you the hands-on diaper changing kind of parent, or do we have somebody else to kind of do that work for you? No,
3: I was at that during those all those phases. 100%
2: hands-on
3: diaper changing, take to school, pick up, juggle work, travel, take her. It made no sense for me to want to become a father and then Sort of delegate all that out. Now, of course, I hired a, a woman to help me because of just work, but for the most part, mm-hmm. all of that, even to this day, making doctor's appointments. I just made one for back to school. You know, I, I wanted to do it all. And mm. and I grew up in a house where my father was in the restaurant business, never saw him. My mother, that was her role, very traditional mm-hmm. parents of, you know, it affects the relationship. You really sort of understand who you kind of kind of where you go to when you need socio-emotional sort of love and support and when you're upset and because it's also not a traditional family so i didn't know how to sort of so i basically feel like i took on much more of the maternal role in the relationship and being and then brian came in very early on before right i made the decision but he so then he kind of took on more of the patriarchal sort of dad role. But also I said, look, you've done this with Billy. So you just. You'll never have. I'll never say it's time for you to wake up and change a diaper. Like
1: sure, sure, I got sure, that. sure, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, a clear division of labor was
0: set,
2: and that was yeah. We have our strengths, we have our weaknesses. Right.
1: No, I I can't imagine seeing you, you know, in the G wagon in the pickup line. You know what I'm saying? I can't really imagine that. But I guess no, you know, he's w-
3: dropping his kids off. Oh no, I did. And let me tell you, and uh, I, I dressed like Tony Manero all through her elementary school years her friends would be like they know me either because i had a bandage on my nose because i was having some sort of procedure (laughs) and a hat they're like there's your dad he's got a bandage
2: on his nose or he has a hat your daddy has another boo-boo again it's so weird
0: (laughs)
1: I mean, look, I'm sh- L A LA private school. I'm sure you weren't the weirdest parent. That's for fucking sure. No matter how many bandages you had on. And I
3: would and I would text Andy and I'd be like, Oh my god, I just ran into Lisa Vanderpump at um, Barney's, and he was like, Please, please be the first Gabriel housewife of Beverly Hills. Like, you don't understand. You're living this life, and I would I was like, I'll do it. Sure, I'm in. And then Brian was like, You, if you joke about this one more time, we're divorced. And I go, okay, Season one. Season one divorce.
1: He's like, sweetie, sweetie, that is not happening. Sweetie, that is not happening. I mean, look, I wanted. I mean, you bring you bring it up, but do you think? Do you think? Um, Kyle and Mauricio, are you gonna? Do you think Mauricio? What do you think? Is he? How, how many waitresses do you think he's had sex with this week?
3: So, <laughs> I will tell you this: <laughs> I was with Andy yesterday. It was the first time I heard about this potential rumor, and I happen to think both of them are great, and I've gotten to know Kyle. Over the years and Mauricio on some level. Now, I'm sure he's banging chicks. I mean, he's Mauricio. He looks, he's hot. Like we all would blow him. You know what every, I
1: mean? Every, every every woman and
2: man in my life is willing to risk it all for Mauricio. Right. What what is it about him though? Cause I don't know if I see it.
3: I don't know how to explain it. It's like <laughs> he's <laughs> confident. He's he's um he he's sexy the way he presents himself
2: what what partic- what specifically makes you want to blow
3: him though? <laughs> I think his his stature, his ethnicity
1: his ethnicity oh. his Italianness yeah. makes you want to blow him that's it <laughs> yeah there's something sort of dark no, I agree. I also think he seems he on on I mean those shows uh as a longtime watcher. Often the men are duds, you know? <laughs> yeah. So the husbands are often duds. Yeah. So I think he was always like present, nice dad who also made a lot of money. Yep. So it's kind of like, what more do you need? This yep. guy's hot. He makes money and his kids like him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the catch?
3: And I think Kyle will be, I think she, like if she's muff diving, good for her. Like that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly,
2: <laughs> it is fun.
1: I mean, it's it, it is interesting though that the that the women, <laughs> several women in the in the Bravo universe have have gone into scissoring mode. Yeah. At, later in life, and I just find I, you know it's interesting. It's it's summer calling it the fall of man, and I I don't know if you know really? I'm not going to stand for that.
2: Do you think maybe they were they were lesbians the whole time, but then they were kind of feigning straightness to get the the alimony and and the the yeah. kids locked in, and they can go into scissor. Mode? no that's just a deep crazy theory guys i don't think so what i don't know
3: i think it's an evolution i think we grow as people and something happens and of course their whole lives change so much yeah i think attraction is attraction when i was a kid there was a i was watching a porn or something and there was like a multiple choice question about like lesbians having sex like what is like the most and it was the answer was pussy bumping I never heard of pussy bumping. I don't know if you know what that is, but
2: I was like, that sounds
1: fun. I've never heard of pussy bumping.
2: I mean, I could I could kind of do the math on what happens. I know what bumping is and I know what pussy is. But, <laughs> yeah, I can kind of put it I together. And I guess it does sound fun. Right? The context
1: clues led me to believe that I do understand that without having to do it or being able to do it, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, um, We're
2: all becoming more fluid, even the housewives, which is, which is cool to see. Great. I like that.
1: I like that they all, I like that the two most famous, you know, the, the two most famous cases of what we're talking about are, are both kind of going with a butch tatted up kind of vibe and and jason <clears throat> morgan wade who is who is kyle's rumored uh conquest let's say is <laughs> i don't know if you remember this somebody pointed this out to me when we had brett easton ellis on the show yeah. brett was recommending her
2: music to us yeah. like Two years ago, so Brett was once again ahead of the curve. A real patriot. Actually, did you did you read? Um Bredyson Helles' most recent book, Bruce? The Shards?
3: No, but that's funny you should say that because I literally started three weeks ago Bright Lights Big City again just to read that. Mm-hmm. But I haven't. Should I read that?
2: You should. Well, I mean, especially coming from the your your restaurant background, it's yeah. it's sort of all set in like the early to mid-80s Beverly Hills. He goes to this restaurant called Trump's all the time. Um, but it's like that sort of sweet spot of, I'm sure, you experience with the Palm in in the heyday of, you know, Celebs and cocaine and, you know, living in excess and no problems in the world and yeah polos with the collars up and loafers yeah. and that <laughs> whole thing.
1: Those were good. We still experience. Yeah, that. actually, still experience and I wanted to
2: talk to you about the restaurant stuff. Like, what do you yeah. do? You think that there are any restaurants currently anywhere? I mean, New York or LA or anywhere in the, in America that kind of capture that magical spirit that happened in the you know kind of eighties, early nineties dining scene from you know American Psycho and all those right. all those eras.
3: I, I do. I'm, uh, um, you know, I and I'm so like narrow focus when it comes to restaurants now, but I think, and I think everything has changed. Like I, I, I watched it change when we were uh, you know, at the Palm, I watched when I tried to ref- do the refresh of the Palm and bring that back. But people change and dining habits change and, and money changed and, and points of service changed. And like, all of a sudden everything was watched. So you couldn't just like, it wasn't cash business anymore. I mean, the stories we have at the Palm yeah. are just all of that sexiness, which is like people doing blow, why you know guys bring in their girlfriends one night their wives one night
2: no security cameras everyone keeps their mouth shut everyone respects Um, it no salt yeah yeah
3: so i i mean i can't name one off the top of my head that's like oh yeah this is Mm. like really i i would assume maybe maybe in europe i mean i I don't know new york i'm sure in new york there's some really great hidden jewels Mm -hmm. in the lower east side somewhere
2: downtown i mean that you're gonna go and you're gonna have that you can still smoke in there and all kinds of stuff do coke off the table completely well where where are you guys going out to eat in la nowadays
3: wow i mean talk about the two most boring people it's like so you go to the tower you go to the bungalows okay
2: my man it's like you're like okay Wait, you you said the bungalows what was the first one you said the tower the tower bar okay okay yeah i do the show
3: yeah you go uh we go to Jelena if we want to go out to the beach so that's that Mm -hmm. um and I went recently, so I'm listening to your show the other day and I know, I don't know him well, but I absolutely adore him. I think he's like super cool. And when, and he's like, you know, what? Well, come out to Silver Lake and have dinner. And that was like the most exciting thing for me because I just thought, let me get out of Beverly Hills. It was July 4th, the beginning of the weekend. And to be honest with you, it was the first time because I spent so much time in New York in June. I thought, this is really good. July Fourth in LA is good because the city gets quiet and you can actually enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And Scott Sternberg took me to this Italian restaurant. Oh,
1: I know you guys, Scott's place. I know which place this is, and I hate this place, but Scott loves it, and he always comes (laughs) to me. And I told him next time I will come to Silver Lake and we can go. I told him I would do it. You're gonna like it. Is it Elemento? No, it's not Elemento. It's um. The one that gold.
2: Speranza, Jason. Oh, Speranza. Oh, honey, no, not Speranza. <laughs> well, I mean, Scott I love it. I'm, I'm just. Listening. Bruce, it could be so much better. I'll show you. Don't worry. Okay. Bruce is like, it took come. me
1: 45 minutes to get there. I don't even know where I was at that point. It was. It's know.
2: a cute. It's a very cute setting, though. Yeah. It's a good vibe, good room. I
1: think Scott. I think Scott likes it because he gets to bring Zod. Yeah. I think that's part of the appeal. I think there's a little. There's factors beyond the food and ambiance. And yes. it's five minutes from his house and he can bring his dog. I yes. feel like the two main factors there.
2: Yeah. And also Scott can't get uh, his own booth at the tower, so he'll he'll settle for Spronza, right? <laughs> Where Bruce, do you have your own table at the tower?
3: Uh, well, there's a booth that is reserved for Brian Lord. So as his spouse, okay. we get that. And um, hold on,
1: let me just let me ask quickly. When it's reserved for, that means anytime anywhere you show up and that's cleared out and we're sitting and we're getting some chocolate chip cookies i think most of the time right like if
3: you're gonna if, if the if okay. Lord makes a reservation they're gonna unless you know there, there's a hierarchy i mean i worked of in course i saw you know you were you were doing the the juggle oh shit you know okay you got cats if
2: madonna's cook. in that booth you go get a drink at the bar and we'll kind of figure it out you figure it out but the, the okay. thing about brian is he, he could give a shit
3: As I could get shit because it's just like, I just want to sit and have a good time.
1: So, yeah, an
3: attitude, the restaurant actually wants to help you. They just want it to be even that much better. Yeah. The top four tables where I do the podcast, and that is where he, you know, he doesn't go there for lunch, he doesn't eat lunch, and he changed the overhead lighting because no one looks good. Honestly,
1: the changing the lighting thing, I feel like I'd heard lore of that at some point (laughs) in my life. Yeah. But hearing him describe it to you in a way that was just like, yeah, of course. Wait, you guys don't get the lighting cha- like it he was just, it's And him so- saying,
2: "Oh, I don't go outside during the day because the <laughs> sun so is flattering. considered overhead lighting." After 30 years old,
3: Tom feels nobody should go out during daylight. Honestly? His
2: commitment to that is astonishing. And I also want to know Unbelievable. How much money do you have to spend at at the tower every year to make lighting decisions, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's-, <laughs> that's the question. I mean, if you're Tom, yeah. You're
3: the presence, I think, I think Jeff Klein will do anything to sort of, I mean, and Tom's one of the sweetest men you could ever meet. And he intimidates people so much because of the way he presents himself, but he's actually super funny, dirty in a great way. And, 2.8
1: billion dollars richer as we speak so he's happy. that's great that's great stuff but i find that
3: i
2: yeah, found give that us bef- can you give us his email when we're done with this so we can have him <laughs> on the podcast? i'm gonna i'm gonna just, I'm gonna te- just, te- just text t at tom. Tom Com. yeah it's tom at tomford.com. uh i
1: <laughs> i find that pretty often and i think that's why jason and i love this generation of gay men so much is that i feel like you guys have seen it all you lived through it and you have the best attitude. And I, I just think there's something that is so appealing to me about the way that you guys kind of approach life and like the attitude you have. And I just cannot find that in another group of people. I really can't. I take
3: that in and it means a lot because I do feel like the generation you're talking about, you know, at 57, we kind of came of age at a very uh, precarious moment, but lucky enough, late enough for some of us that we were we were dodging bullets without really dodging bullets and then hit the early Mm nineties, which then you had people like just the movement, like the, you know, the gay rights movements you had, you know, you had, you had artists like Madonna who, you know, people scoff at, but I I defend staunchly to say what she did for the community was tremendous and for sexuality. Mm -hmm. And then we're fortunate to have hit 96 when they invented the cocktail that actually then said, okay, if you do come down with this virus, you're not necessarily going to die. You could have a life. So that, but like we, you know, there's, there's a, there's a PTSD involved in that, you know, which I talked about with some of my friends, Mm -hmm. but also a joy. Like we were so joyful and we were trying to sort of navigate. I moved to LA in 90 for about four years and then moved back to New York for about 15 years, thought never, never to return. (laughs) Bye-bye. But, you know, fell in love and returned. And those four years were great. It was the years sort of – and we do have a really, I think, great take on celebration and life and love. And the generation that's younger now, 20s and thirty, as irritating as they are because, you know, gay people don't want to, like, give up the room. And I'm watching my (laughs) one gay nephew, like (laughs) – Knocked me out of the box. I'm like, I'm going to take you out so bad. Like, <laughs> What the fuck is happening here? How did I get to be like the old dude? But um, Andy, who I met in 94. So next year, we plan on announcing. I'll announce it here on your show first. Well, uh, you. The a full year anniversary of our- uh, Wow. Wow, your friendship. Of our friendship. It's called Brandy, Bruce and Andy, which these gay guys in Miami thought of one year. We were like, what? They're like, oh yeah, Brandy. We thought in 1997, they were geniuses. So the year of Brandy is about to be launched and we'll probably- Make an announcement with a number of things. Wow! Celebration. Okay, if
1: you need, yeah, if you need any help with merchandising or any of the kind of activations, okay. we we do specialize in that. I can see some hats, t-shirts, sweats, you know, Thank the you. usual kind. I'll of I'll secure all
2: the socials as soon as we finish here, and I'll see if R and D's brandy is available to perform. <laughs> Yeah, Brandy would
1: obviously have to do a couple songs. I mean, that would be a crazy mess I mean, if we didn't do
2: that. Exactly.
1: It would be a crazy mess. Bruce, uh, crazy we
2: wanted to talk a little bit about uh, food and fitness. It's two interests of ours, and you seem to be a person who is very physically fit, um, but also growing up in, in those heydays of, of 80s, 90s, I wanted to know um, if you had like a favorite fad diet from back in the day that you really believed in but maybe didn't work out so well.
3: Um. I'm going to say in the 80s, the diets just, you know, I was a skinny kid and it just was a different conversation. And Mm. probably towards the mid 80s, I was at college and I was 19 and I weighed 139 pounds and this really pretty girl came up to me that I had met. And she was like, dude, she's like, you're handsome, but you're too skinny. Like you got to start to work out. So we went to this gym in Westwood. I was 20 and that began like the sort of Just to have muscles like, you know, I worked out all the beauty muscles, tits. I still have my 90s tits. I mean, they've held up (laughs) so well. My biceps, my shoulders. Uh I was like, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. And then (laughs) the but for the last 10 years where I really have leaned into um Eating's easy for me because I kind of cut out all the bullshit. I mean, we had Andy and I both finished our own medium Sam's pizzas last night. I was like, but <laughs> for the most part, it's healthy foods and it's wellness now. So I go to remedy place. I do my cold plunge. I do my infrared sauna. Like, you know, I t- do my remedy shot. I do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I exercise. I, I think consistency, which started in the 80s, took me right through the 90s. And there were some years I was just like, Jack, like at 38, I was like, by the time I turned 40, I want to be boom. Mm-hmm. Now it's not about that. It's sort of kind of leaning myself out. And, but I think whatever diet, and I don't have a particular one with the exception of it's kind of high protein, low carb, but I believe in it all, like don't not do something that, and listen to your body because mm-hmm. all the bullshit that people say is what well, might work for you doesn't work for me type of thing. But mm-hmm. you listen to your body and a body and movement is key so that's a, also the tough part of LA because a lot of it isn't moving it's the easier part in New York that you're constantly moving your body and i love that so i just know that every day i wake up and i am i'm working out but not crazy like an hour i'm not like dying mm-hmm. I'm not and I'm eating right and i mean my big vice is booze like i will drink a two bottles of wine easy mm bad i like, think i'm like well <laughs> maybe i should think about curving it back and that is where i get all my sugar from and all the bullshit but yeah you no know, but i so i my set, my say is consistency if you're consistent about anything in your life you're going to yeah you're going to be fit you're gonna you're- i would
1: agree i, I mean i'm yeah. consistent to the point of it being detrimental probably so i'm gonna kind of hold the line there now that you gave me that great advice yeah
3: <laughs> i mean the thing that is crazy that we're seeing all over the place now and you've talked about it as the ozempic you know craze which hey is, hey
1: bruce we ain't we ain't seen it as much as you've seen it i'll tell you that. i did
3: a um <laughs> chelsea handler was on table for two and she was really just a fucking just blast you know what i mean just do
2: she's a she's an open book she lets it go
3: she let it go and she was like this ozempic shit she started and she was like what the fuck i have a good body i'm not taking this so she invited some girlfriends over she was gonna give them her ozempic and she's like there are people having ozempic parties i'm like Mm -hmm. it's
1: fucked up it's not good for you i don't think it's fucked up i i mean i i don't (laughs) i i really don't i'm just like this is just another thing people will in in, especially in this country people will do anything especially if they have the money people will do anything and if a trainer isn't enough if the dietitian isn't enough if this isn't enough Then what? What's left? You know, as long as you're not taking drugs away from diabetics, right? I don't see the. You're only hurting yourself. You
2: you know what I mean? I've heard some negative side effects though, Chris. I've heard that you lose muscle. No, of course you lose. Of course, the good when you remove the fat, you remove some of the good fat that makes your face look like your face.
1: No, no, I I think all of that is understood. I'm just saying this is like a. This isn't a personal affront to me if you choose to do that. That's what agree. I'm saying. Like, there's no, like, that's just, on you. Yeah, yeah, of it, course it, not. You know, I, I just don't find it that crazy.
3: I think um, I agree with you in regard to freedom of choice. There's gonna be something new that's coming along. So jump in and try it, but be careful, be wary. It's like taking HGH. It was like people were like, Oh, you must be on HGH. And I was like, I'm really not on HGH, don't really know enough about it, kind of freaks me out. But that's
2: clearly don't need it. Look at my fucking sick ass body.
1: <laughs> but okay,
2: Bruce. But you're not. A, you don't have a
1: little peptide shot every night before bed. I don't know. I you know. I mean, look. There's... You a pep daddy? No.
3: So I, I tried <laughs> pep. No. I did try I'm, peptides I, this year because it was. It was. And I was like, you know what? I wasn't happy with the peptide experience. I didn't understand it. I didn't see really the effects of it. I wasn't doing my recon, and I was like, you know what? So I threw it all out. I will do um, – what am I into? I am into all my wellness stuff. But as far as manipulation
1: – Yeah, let's talk about the real shit, Bruce. Let's talk about the real shit.
3: Well, I mean, I do carnitine, double carnitine shot, which is a fat-burning, you know, helps. Yeah, you burn yeah. Fat, you know. You
0: spinning
2: that blood over there, Bruce? <laughs>
3: all the blood comes out. Uh-huh. I, you know, you, I don't believe it sharing all beauty secrets. I mean, you do have That's secrets.
1: fine. No, of course. I I, I agree. And I That I one's behind the paywall, Chris. We Yeah, yeah we can t- we can talk offline about your doctors <laughs> yeah. and if I need any numbers or anything. I'm sure you'll be
2: willing oh, to share. Oh, baby,
3: I got a lot of doctors I can give
0: you. I'm Tell me what you need. Imagine, what do you I need? can only imagine.
2: Um uh, Bruce, Bruce lastly, uh, as we're kind of closing out, Chris is uh, a no, kind of a notorious big fan of Sienna Miller and she was on your podcast. I was listening to her talk about you can never unfeel the weight of a human shit. I felt bad for her, and I was wondering, Chris, how you felt about that, and Bruce, if you had any kind of Sienna Miller uh, anecdotes or observations that we might not know about that, that could delight Chris.
3: Happy. <laughs> I'll let Chris, I'll let I, Chris answer the yeah, shit. Yeah, how
2: right. does it – because Chris makes fun of me all the time because we, we have a couple dogs, and he's like, how do you pick up that dog shit? You're such a – you know, like, what, what's wrong with man nowadays that we have to pick up dog shit? And then Sienna Miller, you know, a a goddess to him. Picking up human shit. Yes. Are you, does that make you scream inside, Chris?
1: I think that, um, Jason, you know me and you know I'm a very biased person. And therefore, in this Mm. instance, I can look past it and I'm, I'm seeing. Okay. uh, When I see her sacheting down Spring Street, leaving Balthazar, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm not thinking about human (laughs) shit at that point. And that's kind (laughs) of, that's kind of the beauty. I can compartmentalize the, the, the different people that she encompasses. Let's put it that way. Okay. Okay. And I would
3: just like to add, she mentions when she talks about that, like you obviously she goes, you never forget what it feels like, but she also (laughs) says I couldn't be the asshole to ask someone else to do this. So yeah, I had not met. I met her like the night before and it was like a screen, like we just sunk into each other. I would say that not only is she one of those lights in this world, but it was very clear if I was ready to go
1: She'd be the one I would, you know. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Wow. So you're saying you're saying Sienna could turn you, Bruce?
2: Oh, yeah. Sienna could turn me. Chris, who was the person that Andy said that sh- that he would turn for? What was her name? It
1: was somebody funny. It was like it was like um, it it wasn't Jennifer Garner. It was it wasn't like a Maria Menudos type no, of person. No, but it was somebody he like that. It was like we were both like really like it was somebody beautiful, like beautiful and famous. But it was just like. <laughs> Oh okay you're going to go All right yeah I love the CW too Andy I can't remember who it was I can't remember who it was But yeah I mean Troy think- Bayhar Yeah it was <laughs> You know, if I had to,
2: wouldn't mind throwing for-
1: a leg over that. You know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> I think,
3: but that- Sienna is the best, and I get it. She's moving to London, so you know,
2: it's okay. She's moving I- back, she mentioned that human shit picking up as a sort of a catalyst to, like, maybe it's time for me to get out of New York and and go back to merry old England. Yeah, I mean, London. I- honestly following
1: that whole like following what she's going through with that like phone hacking thing and all that stuff being like talked about again in the news like I'd forgotten about that time and how insane it was like with that with the the primrose hills that whole thing was so crazy and like how famous she was yeah um like i think you have to leave for a little while it's like you're it's too fucked up
3: yeah and i think she just wants to be near her family she's got the her daughter and i think she was done i think everything changed post-covid i think new york changed Mm, but totally yeah but she was she was certainly one of the sexy great just and she's so smart It's table for two is a joy because there's, I look at it like what we just experienced. It's the romance of a meal. It's the romance of people getting together and connecting. And I feel super blessed that I'm able to talk to some of the you know most interesting people.
2: You you literally of all the podcasts in the world that I listen to, you have the most impressive list of guests, probably you know of of all time, which is thank you. I'm I'm jealous of and envious of, and I'm not happy for you. I'm I'm just straight jealous only, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like you son of a bitch. But it's in it's in like it's not like oh, I'm only gonna get the biggest names possible. It's like. A list people who are also like all cool. Like there's no duds. There's no like I'm gonna have this person on just because mm-hmm. they happen to be super famous. Like it's still curated as well. Yeah, I mean John. Just having lunch with John Hamm. What's that like? You know, thank you. It doesn't make me
1: super happy, but you know,
3: <laughs>
2: John was amazing. And
3: tomorrow, sort
2: of, I have a 26 episode.
3: I mean, you guys, you guys do this every day. I have 26 episodes, uh, so one every other Tuesday. So, Sarah, Jessica, and I are doing it uh, out here, at the beach. And that'll mark my twenty sixth one, and then Bruce,
1: I need to I need to ask you something off camera. I I I need a favor when it comes to SJP. It's something that we can discuss. I mean, we can we we'll discuss it. I need your help, and it's 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 not a huge ask, but it is a favor.
2: Yeah, we yeah, Bruce, we need to get Che Diaz on the pod. Is what Chris is too shy to ask. <laughs> you you know what? You do do. You- she's. <laughs> She is
3: and and Andy really <laughs> spoke about it perfectly here with you guys. It's like it takes a long time to get past when you start to become friends with her that you're just like, Oh my god, I'm yeah, I'm
1: you know, with Sarah Jessica. She's she's one of the greats. She's one of the greats. She's one, one of the greats. Well, we're gonna no, we're gonna bleep this out, Jason. But uh I'm on your team. I got you. Appreciate you, Bruce. Appreciate you, Bruce. All right, thank you for having me today. Oh, thank you. No, it was a pleasure. This is perfect, man. I mean, honestly. When we can have anyone who is uh, in our genre and and can really do it, like a full pro, we are very excited. It feels like a day and, off. Uh, and
2: also, your podcast, you—it's you interviewing people, and, and these famous people are giving you their life stories. So it, it, I, I wanted to learn more about you. So it was nice to kind of—I love it—flip the table a little bit. Table for three. Table. For, table for three. <laughs> Thank you, Bruce. Have a good, have a good, uh, have a good time
1: out east, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, thank you. All right, Jeff. all right. Appreciate you. Thank you.
0: you bye bye.